The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Catherine Zox Show. This informative and entertaining show will start your mornings off on the right foot. Here's your host, Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone. Good morning. I am your social worker with the microphone, Catherine Zox, VoiceAmericaVariety.com, with my co-host, Lauren Beller-Blake. Good morning, Lauren. How are you this morning? Good morning, Catherine. I am flying by the seat of my pants. I've missed you. It's been two weeks since we've spoken. You know, I miss you, too. I don't like doing the show by myself. You give me energy. <laughs> Even if I keep on talking and you don't say anything. It's not the same, I, I know. But I know you're there. I know. It's a bit, so I'm sorry that I bailed on you last week, but it was just a crazy week. I said in the beginning of the show last week, I said Lauren is on vacation, which was true, or at least it was partly true. true. Where yeah. were you? Where was I? Mm-hmm. I was. I don't know if I would call it vacation. We went to New York to our our summer Screen Lake house up in the Adirondacks, and it's the time of year that you close it up. But what happened? We were only there for five days, and you know when they're there for five days and you don't see family, but sometimes twice a year, everybody comes and there's nonstop company for entire from the moment that you arrive to the moment that you leave. So it was a little crazy. See, I, that's exhausting, too. Don't you think so? Yeah, I, mean, I do come like, home tired. And it's, yeah. it's, a lot, it's a lot of work because being in that place, you know, there's heat, but you're keeping a fire going when it's cold, and you're, we're shutting the water off. It's just a lot of work. Okay, so. but what about the emotional stuff? I get the practical stuff. I want to get into what happens when families get together <laughs> because I think that's what we stuff. want to hear because I think that's difficult. And, you know, it's a little early for the holidays, but... That's the same kind of thing that happens at Thanksgiving. I think all the family issues, because you said when you get together and you haven't been together a lot, you know, on a daily basis, then all the stuff, all that emotional baggage seems to get just kind of exaggerated when all the family is together and how do you handle it. it. I agree with you. And I have to say that my mother was there a good chunk of the time. I I could live with my mother. She and I could live in the same house together and do very well. Like we could do, that would be no problem. So I have no issue with that, but it's not the same. Like, I know that there's always in-law things. Like, my husband has challenges. Not that he has challenges. It's just that it adds more for, it's harder for him, just like when his parents are there, it's harder for me. Same exact challenge. But, and don't get me wrong, they're wonderful people, you know. But so the, so it's, um. But wonderful people, that's not the issue, because you can have two wonderful people doing things. exactly. You can have wonderful people, and it's still a lot of work. Well, you can have wonderful, I mean, I, the whole thing about in-laws and getting along with your in-laws, and I think there's always, you know, I hear you saying, well, okay, there were, we have disagreements, but they're, but they're wonderful people. But the wonderful people doesn't really make any difference. It's just how are we going to get along because we have different ways of doing things, and, and you can do them in a wonderful way. There are 20 different, or even more and, different ways. Oh, my goodness. What? There's different ways of, like, feeding my daughter and taking care of, you know what I mean? It's a lot. So I get frustrated over those details. So how do you handle it? Like when mother-in-law says, well, why don't you give the baby, and not a baby anymore, but the toddler, this for lunch or that for lunch, and that's not what you give her. Exactly. Um, Oh, you're hitting the nail on the head. And then, you know, she had a cold, so she wanted me to go to the drugstore and get drugs for her, which she doesn't get drugs in my, you know, my house. I give her natural stuff. Natural alternative things. So, yeah, it was interesting. It's a very, I find myself, and it's probably not the healthiest. So I think some people would just say, no, that's not the way we do it. I don't do that. I probably need to do more of that. What you know, do you do? I walk a, a, you know, the balance beam. I walk, you know, okay, I'll go ahead. And she was insisting that we go buy that stu- the drugs. So we go buy the drugs, and I give her, you know, the half the dose. You know, oh, Jesus, I find myself getting so annoyed, you know. Is this the Lauren I know? You would never do that in business, which is interesting. You would never, never, never do that with your business. I mean, if someone told you to do some, right? I mean, you would, you know, whatever it was, something that you would make some kind of a business decision, you never walk the line. You're very No, I will. I'd actually go really strongly the other way. So it's it's so interesting. That, that, to me, is the exhausting part. Is it the huge amount of compromise that I find myself doing? So 
So it doesn't work, though, does it? I mean, no, well, it does. It only works short term, and then I find later I get like, ugh, that was that didn't work for me, you know. Do you get angry? I used to get. I mean, you, like, do you feel like you're always uncomfortable, or you're feeling like angry? Why did I do that? Why didn't I just say it? This is what we do in our family. This, you know, this is because it's a different family, or this is. I mean, I am doing the best for my daughter as I know how, and this is the way we do it, and we don't do drugs. Well, it's so interesting. That, I mean, there's such different values with people, and I, this is an interesting thing. This is around that whole healthcare issue. So, communication. Yes, yeah, go ahead. The whole healthcare issue around you know being so trusting and dependent on the healthcare system versus in charge of your health. And I that's like a the really way you say that. That's a values. generational thing. I'm always bringing up generations, but that is a generational thing. Our generation. X baby boomers do not buy into the whole healthcare system. We've never bought into anything. So, but the other generation has prior to prior to the generation X. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Some in generation and what's that generation called? The traditionalist. The traditionalist. Yeah, and I have such a hard time with that because I'm so not that. And the, that so that's the that generation. That generational stuff is really interesting because I find I try to be very um, accepting of the different of differences of opinion. Then I end up resenting. Yeah, well, yeah, you're trying to be non-judgmental. You're trying to be accepted. Well, you can accept the person without accepting what they do necessarily. I think those are two different things. Just like with your child, the kid does a bad thing. It's not that the, your child is bad. It's just he may have done a not good thing or she may have done a not good thing, but you still love your child. I think it's just, you can apply that to your in-laws or even your own parents. I guess parents. that's a really good statement because there's a way of separating it so that it's not doesn't affect the relationship from that point forward. That's a big issue, actually. I have another business issue that's in the, it's very similar, where I have to make a decision about it, and my sense is if I'm going to go and do it how they want me to do it, I'm going to resent. And so your point is really important, that it's not about, it doesn't make the person bad or pushy or um, selfish. It's that it's, they're standing up for their own values. Exactly. Well, wait, now are you relating this to a business thing that you have to make a decision on? It's all the same. They're all, it's all similar. The same. Yeah, it's being all pushed the same. back exactly. on. And being pushed I mean, back someone, on. And, yeah, someone presents you with a business plan that they are all gun ho they want to do it fine. You don't see it that way. Um, you see it a different way. It doesn't mean that they're dumb, they're stupid. They're, I mean, they may be, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, most likely if they don't agree with you, they are. But right, so how do you separate? Not, so, yeah. As a social worker, what's your advice on separating the behavior from the person, just like with the child? I can do it great with my child. Much, much, much harder to do it with my in-laws. Because you're in a position of power with your child. Exactly. You, but you're so, in the power position. Yes, it's much easier. Of course, though, if it's your in-law well, that, or your actually, parents, I don't think it's about power. You're equal. It's about, it, truly, um, it's about truly unconditional love for my daughter. Yeah, and it's not unconditional love for your mother. No, <laughs> 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 oh, I... <laughs> I shouldn't laugh like that because I have to, this is I'm digressing, but our next guest, because we talked a little bit about her last week, but the guest that we're going to have on the show, Pamela Satran, wrote How Not to Act Old. And one of the things she says about how not to act old is don't give those crazy laughs because that really dates you, which is what I do. So anyway, that's I'm digressing. But um, let's get back to mother-in-laws and being able. I think this is an important point. It's you a know, really important topic, and I think it affects, especially as we're going into the holidays the next couple of months, we're going to be spending more time with family, whoever they are. And it's, I always want to have a good relationship with my family, and I include lots of people in my family. I think friends are family. My husband doesn't agree with me, but I do. I include family. In my mind, the more the merrier. Wait, stop. He says that friends are family. I think he's friends can be family can be friends, but family cannot be friends. Some families just you have to to you tolerate them for because you don't want to. Break okay, up I agree the family, with that. There's but they're not family that you wouldn't friends. even make your friends. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you can't just shun them. You're, they're your family. Yeah, you don't shun them, but they're not necessarily they're in a, you. You tolerate them. I mean, let's face it, you tolerate them. Not exactly. all of them. Some of them, great. You know, you have family who are friends, but that's not necessarily the case. Because I think if you say, I agree with Rob. I mean, because otherwise you're just setting yourself up for something that really emotionally is not true. It's really not true. You have a family member you really don't like them. If you were in, uh, if you were in school with them or you met them at a party, you wouldn't want to be their friend. That's the bottom. Exactly. So, so how do you like? 
I think, it's really, I think your point is so important. How do you separate the two? The two of, you know, um, still liking the person or accepting the person but not the behavior. You have to be clear about as you you have to be clear about what you want and let's say it's your mother-in-law it's your sister-in-law who wants to feed the baby uh cookies and cakes and you only feed her oranges and apples exactly and yeah, yeah you totally yeah we i mean you can preface terribly. it by something positive i love you you've done a you know and and i respect you but i just do it differently this is what my daughter is used to, this is how, you know, we eat apples, we don't eat cookies, and that's just the way it is. It has nothing to do with our relationship. It really has to do with how I take care of my baby or my, my toddler. Well, that's a re- you just said something really important. I love you and yeah, this is how we're going to do it. Right. I that's love you nice. and. Um, and. And I think that's really important. You have to be very – I don't, I don't think I've ever said that in my life. I love you and no. Yeah. <laughs> And then you start getting angry because you've done something that you didn't want to do. And it's, then we blame them, and it's not their fault. Not at all. I yeah. mean, she's not going to tie you up and put a gun to your head. So, exactly. I mean, right. And then, of course, then you develop a pattern, I think, a good pattern, a better pattern. 30 seconds to go, so we're going to take a short break. Uh, and our guest coming up is Pamela Satrin, How Not to Act Old. I'm Catherine Zox with Lauren Beller-Blake. You're listening to us on VoiceAmericaVariety.com. Don't go away because we'll be back in a minute. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. If you want to put the pep back in your step, Chad Lafferty says just what you're looking for. Dance is life. Life is dance. It's only about dance. It's about moving through life with style, gaining awareness of the never-ending, ever-flowing movement that accompanies all of life's activities. Dance is life. Life is dance. Broadcast every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Radio Network. Be sure to tune in and tap into the limitless healing that dance can provide. Can't stop now. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Emotional intelligence has been documented to be the most important skill for a leader to move up in an organization. Leaders Playbook will unpack what emotional intelligence is, why it is important, and how you can raise your emotional intelligence for yourself, your direct reports, and your team. Join Dr. Relly Nadler every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, to the Leaders Playbook on the Voice America Business Channel. Your success, your success could depend on it. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time, the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to the Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. I'm Catherine Zox with Lauren Beller-Blake, and our guest is Pamela Satrin, How Not to Act Old. Pamela, I read your book, half of it on the train on the Acela from New York to Philadelphia, going to visit my son, uh, my older my older son, but uh, <laughs> you told in the book, don't talk about your older kids, but I really shouldn't say that, but anyway. <laughs> you really did read it. <laughs> I did read it. I was laughing. You know, I was embarrassed because I do, I'm a baby, I'm a baby boomer, and I do Probably half the stuff you tell us not to do in the book. Well, first of all, how not to act old, how not to act old, just in general. <laughs> um, because you know that's how I know uh, 
what it is we're not supposed to do by all the things that I do without thinking about it. Yeah, well, let's take the big ones, the ones that I think this whole thing about communication and voicemail and texting, and let's start with those because one of the things I should let you say, I mean, I'm so excited about the book, but one of the things you say is don't leave these long messages, telephone messages, voicemail. I mean, that seems you, right? <laughs> Yeah, I you know my uh my son who's 20 told me this uh gave me this tip and I was just totally baffled and I've checked it out with you know young coworkers of mine and nobody young really listens to voicemail. Um somebody told me if it's on a voicemail it almost means it's almost by definition something I don't want to hear. <laughs> How you, do you leave the message? I mean, I know that really older people, they leave me these really long voicemails. It's like, and I know how old they are. You're so right by how long the message is, let alone leaving one at all. So, I know. I, I, uh, I left a message for my younger son the other day. He's 16. And I said, did you hear my message? He said, Mom, I'm young. I don't listen to messages. <laughs> so how do you get through to them? What are we supposed to do? You, do a text. You know, the the only way to really get through to somebody um, young is to text them. So, and and that's probably because they know it's the one thing many of us don't really know how to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's one way if they don't have to listen to what mother has to exactly. say or father, you know, because you're not going to get text too much. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole new virtual way of, um, you know, tuning out the older generation. I think. So, all right, so we have to text them if we want to get through it all? Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> all right, so, and don't leave messages on voicemails, folks, if you're, what, over 35, because that's going to date you. Um, <laughs> what else, Pamela, in terms of communication? Well, you know, email is another big um, issue. Uh, of course, if you're a business person, you read email. But the fact is, you know, the length of your email and the formality of your email can definitely date you. So if you're writing uh, long emails with salutations and capitalization and punctuation, uh, that's probably going to look old. And you're, you're going to find that your 28-year-old coworker writes back, you know, will do. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it's very sad, actually, as you're saying it. But and after I read your book, because I was, ten, I was going in that direction, because I am smart, and I was getting these emails from younger people, and they're just very, yeah, no capital, no capitals, no punctuation, just the message. Right, and so right, I right. started to do it. But after I read your book, I now I'm I, that's all I do, you know, just I'm I'm doing it like I do a text message. And those right. are the messages, and it works, and it takes first of all, it takes half the time. You really save time and energy. Exactly. You know, I think that it kind of goes against the grain for a lot of us because, you know, I went to Catholic school. I mean, I can still imagine Sister Miriam Gervais standing over me with the ruler, you yeah. know, that <laughs> you know, writing fingers. in penmanship the letter, you know, in this formal way. But, in fact, you know, it's you might as well just put on some support hose and, you know, hop... <laughs> hobble along with a cane because it really does make you seem older. And I think that uh, younger people um, are used to this world where communication is very fast and they are telegraphing, uh, to use an old word, these messages all the time uh, with their colleagues and friends. You know, I get used to doing radio, and at least that's one thing. I mean, that keeps you, like, talking quickly and getting to the mm -hmm. point. I find myself getting very frustrated sometimes with people of an older generation. They keep on talking. I want to say just get to the point, let's, you know, done, over with, and, and hang up, because that's kind of how radio talk has always been that way, doing it quickly, doing it fast. Right. Well, you know, a lot of older people say, well, why should I do this? You know, it's nice to write a handwritten letter. It's great, to, you know, to leave a message, but the fact is, the work world, you know, my bosses and editors are often 20 years younger than me, and so I think that it's not going to be that positive for me to hang on to these old ways of doing things. Yeah, and what about time? This is interesting. This is something I, I you know, I'm, I, I'm going to let you say it, though, but what if, you know, young people don't wear watches? <laughs> yeah, the the watches. That this is this is another tip I got from my son, who 
seems to be one of my main informants. Um, <laughs> you know, I'd always try to buy my kids watches for Christmas, and they would keep saying they didn't want one. And he finally told me, you know, it's very uncool to wear a watch. We we don't do it. And, in fact, if you look around, most people under 25 are not wearing watches. They use their cell phones to tell time. Yeah, I, I had a light bulb when I read that. Watch, I said, you are but... so right, Pamela. I liked to buy my son, a, I thought, this very nice, fancy watch for his birthday. And he kept saying, well, I don't really want it. I don't need it. I, and now I get the picture because nobody he didn't, I guess he didn't want to hurt my feelings. I'm sitting here with three watches. I'm so proud of them. It's, it's very sad. But do you wear a watch, <laughs> Lauren? I love my watch, and I, and I wear my watch more. I do. I love my watch, and it's interesting. My husband, who's four, five years younger than I am, never wears a watch. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, he's, I'm 44, he's 39, and he mm. does not, never, he doesn't want to put it on. But my daughter, who's three, three and a half, wears a watch on both hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we might go back to wearing watches, thing. who knows? <laughs> What I else know, I, I'd that, hate to Pamela, be a watch what else, manufacturer what other things in terms of how we communicate or what we wear or what we do? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, what we wear and what we do really do send these strong messages. So what about, and I'm always talking about this, and this is, and actually it's my mother who says, why is everybody talking about menopause in her generation? They never did. <laughs> Our generation, we're always talking about menopause, but you say don't talk about menopause. Get rid of well, the menopause. Well, you know, i got to say, that's probably more of a personal <laughs> thing of mine. It's just like, <laughs> I don't get this. Like, why? I don't need to know. I don't want to know. And, uh, you know, certainly that 25-year-old guy in the next cubicle doesn't want to know. <laughs> well, it might, it might be helpful. Who knows? It might be helpful to, helpful to him. He may be more empathetic or sympathetic <laughs> or whatever when it starts, you know, when his partner or spouse, whoever, goes through menopause. See, I, I don't think that's such a bad thing. Maybe it has to be in moderation because now as we do things, you know, the pendulum swings all or nothing kind of thing. So, you know, I, I don't want to hear about someone's menopause i don't need at the office i don't even know them but girlfriends and you know that kind of stuff that's different i don't you think so yeah i do think so and you know i think another point of the book is that it's this these aren't laws that we have to follow and you know maybe at work it's smart to kind of get on board with the shorter email but you know a lot of these things um you know i feel and i think it's pretty clear in the book i'm saying listen you know <laughs> do this or don't do it. It's it's not a law. I'm just kind of showing you that this can make you seem older than you might want to seem. Yeah, take a look at some because there are so many suggestions. We'll talk more about them. Uh, well, we've got a couple minutes to break, but uh, you can pick and choose. Like you get the book, you pick and choose some of the things. And you know, I had a light bulb with several of the things. Somebody else might not. You know, it doesn't necessarily not all of it applies to everyone, but. Um, What's on the How to Act Old website, if listeners want to go to that? What is, what is this? Well, you know, the book started um, as a blog, how, uh, how Not to Act Old, and some of the original things that were on the site and that are still there are in the book. Um, but there is a lot in the book that's not on the site, and there's a lot on the site that's not in the book. Um, you know, lately I've been actually writing about you know, more topical things, news things that are happening, and uh, people are commenting a lot, you know, doing a lot of new music things. So it's kind of fun how this is going forward. Um, yeah, it's taking on a life of its own. Yeah, it is. is it? And, yeah. Uh, there's actually a Facebook group for How Not to Act Old if you're on Facebook, and uh, that's kind of been a different for yeah, Well, this whole social talking. networking thing, let's talk about that when we come back. All right, great. Yeah, we're talking to Pamela Redmond Satran, and she's the author of How to How Not to Act Old, and creator of HowNotToActOld.com, which is a website. And don't go away because she has lots more to tell us. And if you think you're acting old, you know, get the book, and also uh, stay tuned for the next uh, next segment with Pamela at Catherine Zox and Lauren Deller Blake, VoiceAmericaVariety.com. Don't go away. We will be back in a minute. Thank you. 
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Are you living with passion, purpose, and play? Are you ready to overcome your fears, claim your power and purpose to make your mark on the world, but don't know where to start? TuckSelf, the Rebel Bell, will inspire and empower you to squeeze as much juice and joy out of life as possible. You'll find your passion, live on purpose, and do it all with a boatload of play. Join this amazing voice for Tuck Talk every Monday at 6 p.m. in the East and 3 p.m. in the West on the Voice America Variety Channel. Live rebelliciously and on your terms. Inside all of us lives a warrior. We win battles with our careers, our finances, our children, our pets. It's time that the warrior within wins the battles with our own being. Modern-day Renaissance man Ori Hoffmeckler dispels eating urban legends and fitness myths in Voice America Network's The Warrior Within, your guide to nutrition, energy, sex, and survival. Ori sets the record straight and will help you become leaner and healthier for a lifetime. The Warrior Within broadcasts live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on The Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in for your guide to nutrition, energy, sex, and survival. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to the Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll free number is 866 472 5788. That number again is 866 472 5788. We're back. I'm Catherine Zox. It's the Catherine Zox Show with Lauren Beller Blake, my co host, and you're listening to VoiceAmericaVariety.com. And we're talking to Pamela Redmond Satran, author of How Not to Act Old and creator of How Not to Act Old.com. Let me read one of the testimonials to your book, a must-read for everyone who wants to communicate with today's youth or just seem youthful. I can't thank Pam enough for making me give up wearing sunglasses over by bifocals. Oh, yeah, that is definitely dating. And for making me laugh out loud. This is Meg Cabot, author of The Princess Diaries. Uh, Pamela, it's true. Your book is just, see, she gave up her bi. That's another thing, putting those things over your glass. That's your <laughs> <laughs> that definitely dates you. It's so embarrassing. But during the break, Lauren said she, you're one of these, and Lauren's in her 40s, leaving these long messages on the voicemail. Uh, you, you insist on Yeah, I try to. I mean, not long messages just for the sake of a long message, but if I want to relay something by voicemail, I will normally, and it's easier to put it on voicemail than to type it in email, I will put details on voicemail. So I tend to leave longer messages. Yeah, well, Pamela says no one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting me know that. Yeah, so don't do it anymore. <laughs> People I got it. I got it. <laughs> well, I have to share one other quick story. I turned 44 last week, uh, two weeks ago now, and um, I taught my daughter. She's three and a half. I said, so, Sierra, how old is Mommy? She says, I don't know, old, right? And I said, no, you have to say when everybody asks you how old you are, you tell them you, she is young and fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you're training her well. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we know, Pamela? What else? Give us some other hints, or not hints, give us some factoids about how not to act old, because these are really good ones, and these are, uh, I mean, there's a, you, you have them actually all in the beginning of the book, and by the way, you can buy the book online, bookstores everywhere? Uh, yes, uh, Amazon and uh, Barnes & Noble, bookstores everywhere, and there are links on com too. Um you know, one fun thing I did for the book was I made some videos with um, a teenage actor I know who's just hilarious, and he plays the age police, and I'm the old person um, <laughs> doing doing something annoying. So in the first one, I'm I'm in the checkout line counting out my exact change. Uh, this this is one of my early ideas. You know, the you're stuck behind the 
little old lady or the not so old lady or man saying, "I have that fifty-seven cents." Wait, wait, wait! I have it in here. (laughs) And it's like, who cares, lady? I have to get out of. You know, I've seen that video, Pamela. Is it on YouTube? Where is it? It is on YouTube, and uh, it's also uh, you, you can you can find it on HowNotToActOld dot com. But uh, yeah, those were really fun to do, and I kind of uh, progressed through the videos of trying harder and harder not to act old. But the age police keeps informing me that I I'm still you're, getting it wrong. But you're so right about that. And that whole thing about. I guess wanting to make things exact and doing the right thing or what you think is the right thing all the time. And I think counting out the exact change is, is, is one of those things, um, doing it correctly or that there's only one correct way of doing it. Um, yeah, I, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm sure this is true of all of us, but life just gets so busy and so pressured that I feel like I'm, you know, I'm always trying to do the maximum number of things, you know, and, and get everything right and not have to duplicate. And as a result, I often screw things up. Yeah. You get caught up in your own rhetoric. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> caught up in your own. Well, the whole thing, and you mentioned this in the book, I guess this is what you're alluding to, but this planning ahead, you know, plan, and I tried to get away from that as well, you know, planning a trip and you have to plan it three months in advance and you have everything organized and orderly, you know what, do it more spontaneously. I mean, you don't have to plan everything ahead and be sure that everything's in place um, and it ties you up. Um, and I think that's another sign of, of, of like, getting old. Definitely. It's, it's, it's an old thing, and, and that's a tendency I see in myself that I know when I was younger, I would just, you know, wait until the moment and do what I felt like doing and, you know, buy my airplane tickets the week ahead and, uh, you know, maybe get to the airport on time. And now I'm I'm the person who's, you know, if, if my plane leaves at 7, <laughs> I'm oh, leaving to the us. airport at 2. <laughs> you are there at <laughs> 4 o'clock sitting, reading your book. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I refuse to do that, and I'm gonna. You're gonna give me kudos for this one, Pamela, and you too, Lauren. I two years ago we went to Australia. That's a long trip. I Very planned long. it three days ahead of time. Sorry. Did anyone hear me? I didn't no. hear you. Say it again. I said three, two years ago, I guess, and I need kudos for this because I went to Australia, and it planned the trip two days, three days ahead of time. Oh, my God. Good yeah. for you. <laughs> How's that? Yeah, that's, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, amazing. I mean, because you didn't need a visa to go to Australia and all that kind of stuff. You really just have to call up and get the airline tickets and book the hotel, and it really doesn't matter whether you're going to Sydney or you're going to, to Boston. Interesting. Well, what I mean, you're absolutely right that you do deserve kudos, and that is something that, you know, just – um, I mean, my palms are sweating just hearing about it. <laughs> but, you know, what, I mean, when I was 27, I would have said, Fanta- you know, fantastic, when, you know, get me to the airport. Yeah, right, exactly. And and, and uh, put me in your next book because I think that's a really... <laughs> what? Uh, so what do you think makes that so scary as you get older and, and makes us much less likely to do it? And what was it like for you to do that? It felt good. It felt, uh, I mean, there is something about it doing things in that way, and it's not irresponsible. I mean, it's, um, it just, it does make one, it makes you feel younger. It makes you feel, you are more spontaneous. Um, I think as one gets older, there's this whole issue of feeling that you have to have more control over yourself Mm -hmm. and your environment Mm -hmm. and other people. Where does that come from? I don't know where that comes from. Maybe you feel one feels more vulnerable uh, yeah, for whatever yeah. reason, physically and, and, and mentally, and even if you're not. Yeah, you know, I remember doing a story once about change and how people coped with change and uh, interviewing a psychologist who said that as you get older, you are much more likely to um, be terrified by feeling insecure or feeling like you don't know what you're doing or you're you're in the wrong place, you know, going back to school and being the, the pupil and being ignorant in a way and, and not knowing 
uh, anything about the subject, um, I think we get used to feeling like we know what we're doing and we know where we are and we know how things work. And so to go halfway around the world without, you know, anticipating every move is a big risk. And uh, it's great that you were able to do that because I think that's the very thing that makes you feel younger. Yeah, and I think you have to be aware. I think, you know, you really need to be aware that you are afraid and that you are fearful and to make sure that you don't allow that fear to dictate what you do. I can give you another example. I, you know, I was going to New York City a lot. I have an apartment in the city, and but just recently. And what happened, and I haven't been driving in the city very much. I usually took the, you know, take the train. I live in upstate New York. And I realized, wait a minute, you've got to start, and so my boyfriend of 20 years, he do he I would drive halfway, you know, I'm driving in the country, and then he drove in the city. And I thought, you know what, I'm afraid to do that. I need to do that. So now I have been driving in the city, driving the whole trip. Once you do it once or twice, I mean, I think that's a good example. Out of my, I'm fine. I'm yeah. back to, I mean, I used to live in the city, uh, but it's like kind of, Giving in to your fears, don't do that. If you're afraid of doing it, then you know you have to do something about it and overcome the fear, I think. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think I'm going to steal that and put it on the site. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, but, it's, but you have to, as one ages, you have to be aware. I think you need to be aware of that. Why am I fearful? Why don't I, I've got to just, you know, overcome the fear and do what I need to do. Yeah, I think we get used to a lot more security and a lot more control, and uh, you know, and that's not all good. No, it isn't. I mean, it's. I mean, you're not doing anything crazy. I mean, my example was not wasn't you know crazy, Um, and that whole issue of trying new things and and don't get in. And I think I don't know, Pamela, if you found like when you're interviewing, you're talking to people and getting you know for your book and the website and stuff, but older people tend to dismiss or even denigrate the younger generation because it's something new and they don't yeah. want to really take it, whether it's social network, all the new stuff, whatever it is. And right. I think you realize if you don't want to get into that old old person's mentality, then you need to not do that. Yeah, it's funny because I was interviewed by one radio person who said <laughs> something like, well, you know, she kept trying to say, don't you think these young people, they're, you know, they're really just, getting into trouble because all they want to do is spend time in the computer and they don't talk to each other and they're missing the fine things in life. (laughs) Um, You know, I I really don't agree with that. I think that, yeah, you know, maybe they are, maybe some of them are, but for the most part I think that it's not only the young people who have to get on board with what the older generation thinks is valuable, but the other way around as well. And My older generation, you know, a lot of people might want to dismiss that and say, I'm talking about 70-year-olds, but that's not what I'm talking about. You know, I'm talking about 40-year-olds. Yeah, you're talking about 40-plus. Yes. Yeah, and I agree with you, and I disagree with that other radio person. No, I mean, it's it's not either or, just because they're on the computer or uh, communicating in a different way doesn't negate the fact they don't have relationships and they aren't with each other. As a matter of fact, I think that generation or Generation Y um, or Gen X are sometimes, they're more open with each other. They're, they're, um, I think men and women sometimes, they're friends. They don't have to have, you know, be lovers or have sex, but they're more friendly with each other. So I think it just, that kind of communication generates more, can generate more intimate relationships in a good way. Yeah, I think that's true, and I think that's a really interesting social change that there is more um, openness and more intimacy on some levels. People are much more willing to say, you know, what they're feeling, what they're experiencing, to talk about their sex lives, you know, whatever. Um, and at, on the other side, you know, technology can be sort of, Distancing, so maybe there's maybe the distance allows the intimacy. I don't. I'm not sure, but uh, you know things are changing, and that is the way of the future, not 
not our way. Yeah, exactly. And now we got 30 seconds. That was a great way to end the seg. Uh, Pamela Redmond Satran, How Not to Act Old. Go out, buy the book online, bookstores everywhere, and you can go to her website, hownottoactold.com. Thanks, Pamela. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I really enjoyed talking to you. I'm Catherine Sox, Lauren Deller-Blake, VoiceAmericaVariety.com. We'll be back in a minute. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Total career success. What does it mean to you? Voice America presents a radio program dedicated to help you achieve your career goal. Even in times of economic uncertainty, you can achieve your financial goals. Whether you're a college grad, new in the working environment, or a top-level executive, you will benefit from the practical and proven advice on job search and career advancement. Join Ken and Cheryl Dawson every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, for Total Career Success on Voice America. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Are there any mistakes in your life that you've made that you want to keep? Think about that for just a second. Are there any mistakes in your life that you want to keep? Creativity is allowing yourself to make mistakes, but art is knowing which ones to keep. Join internationally recognized author, speaker, and master coach M. Nora Claver for Bare Naked with Nora Claver, a celebration of life and all the inevitable mistakes we make through the course of it. Join Nora Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to the Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll free number is 866 472 5788. That number again is 866 472 5788. For joining us this morning, 7 o'clock on the West Coast. We appreciate your getting up and listening to the show. Catherine Zox, Lauren Deller Blake, uh, VoiceAmericaVariety.com. Lauren and I were just talking to Pamela. Redmond Satran, who's the author of How Not to Act Old. You can buy that online, bookstores everywhere, or go to her website, hownottoactold.com. So, Lauren, you said to me, you started to say this during the break. I said, wait till we get back on the show so everybody can hear it. But you said, like, some of the things that you do, which are acting old, as Pamela described in her book, like, you know, leaving these long voice messages and I don't whatever, other stuff that you do, you, you, <laughs> other old things yeah, that you do, and you're not old. You're in your 40s, right? But you said to me that you think, well, but, the, you know, you're, how you do them, the intention has something to do with it, and so it's not really acting old. So tell me, what you, well, well, what do you mean that, by that? Because I, I don't know. I, I think that there's you. a way in which to interact with people that has you be young, even though you may be doing older behavioral things. Like if you're acting young in the process, it doesn't come across as old, but you're saying that's not true. It's not true. And I'll tell you what advantage you don't have. You have the advantage of being younger in the 40s, and I'm at the other end of the baby boomers. But I have the advantage, and this is what she has, Pamela. I have kids in their 20s, so they're te- I'm right with it. They're telling me, see, you have, I mean, you're still in the baby stage, even though you're younger. But I have like a support system of three young guys right, who are telling true. me, "Hey, I don't, see that. I don't have that perspective." Uh, oh, right. my husband definitely. He has. He seems to. In- interact more, like, I don't know, he just, he, 
I don't know. It's interesting. I, what I'm missing is that gap between, like, the 20-something gap. Exactly. You don't have the 20-somethings telling you, hey, Ma, this is not cool. I'm telling yeah. you, oh, whatever no, my you My nanny's 29. I think she just turned 30, and she sort of plays that role a little bit for me. She Who? does. Your baby's your nanny? Speaking, she, well, I'm sorry. What would you say? I didn't, who plays the role? Oh, my nanny. She's yeah, 29. Your nanny. Yeah, Yeah, well, that's true. That's somebody who can, it exactly, helps. that's no, I a see different. That, I know that the best way to reach her is text. That's the best way to reach her. Yeah, me too. And that's the best way to reach my kids because they aren't going to answer the phone. Yeah, I don't answer my phone, though. I can. I tend to be very young like that in that way, you know, very, like, I, I, text me or email me. I'll, I'll respond faster. Yeah, I, I'm that way, too. And, you know, but anyway, but a lot of people, are, you know, it's so Texting is definitely the way to go, right? I, have right. A good, I think but, so. I have a good generation story. You want to hear it? Yeah, and then I'm going to tell you about a, a, a website to go to with te- 10 reasons your company should not tweet. Oh, interesting. I want to hear about that. All right, but tell me your story. So my, this was a client that I was speaking to yesterday. She has a ninth grader, boy, and um, he used to say to her, Mom, you're the best. And now this year he says to her, Mom, you're the bomb. <laughs> Perfect timing. That's I great. Yes. Yeah, you're the bomb. She says, I think it's a compliment. She was great. You know, what a perfect thing. She she didn't think it was a bad thing. She thought it was a great thing. Yeah, well, you know what? Because he's developing just, he's right on schedule. You exactly. Know? He's doing something right. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. I want to hear why we shouldn't be tweeting. Why we shouldn't. This is the website. It's called whatsnextblog.com. Okay. All right. The te- top ten reasons your company should not tweet. I mean, I, I, it says mainstream media is an orgiastic frenzy of coverage about Twitter. Everyone's tweeting from celebrity CEOs, <clears throat> according to CNN, The View, Today, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and just about everyone else. Each True. of them covers Twitter like it's an overnight phenomenon, but came out of nowhere, although Twitter has been gaining traction for three years and now has 9 to 14 million members. Wow. Should wow. your company be on Twitter? Not necessarily. Why? All right, this is one. This is a legal one. Did you know this? This, this is the first one. They said that every tweet has to be approved by legal. That's, I guess, if you work for a big company. Of course, yeah. Twitter I, is a I, social I hear, network. I, can totally, I used to work for a company like that. You have to run everything by the legal department. Joke right. me crazy. So if it's your own company or you're an individual, it's okay. But if you're in a company, you've got to be really careful. They, there, was just recent, you know, there was just recently, Lauren, a huge lawsuit against somebody who had Twittered some or tweeted something that was, I guess, detrimental to someone's character or whatever it was, and they're in big trouble. Um, have you heard of, of the lawsuit? I haven't heard Are of the lawsuit, but it doesn't yeah, surprise me at all. You know, I wanted it for the show today, but I couldn't find it. But, yeah, I mean, it's a major, you know, this is a major, it's opening up a whole legal uh, Pandora's box, this tweeting, because... You say nasty things about somebody, it goes around the world. Well, you do have to have, uh, just like any large corporation would have a marketing department or a communications department that everything goes by to be sure that there's consistent communication and messaging, I would think that tweeting tweeting is uh, the same exact thing, that you wouldn't want just anybody from the company tweeting, and I think that's a typical corporate America process that we need to put in place. Yeah, I think it's, and I guess it's different, you know, it's different if you're tweeting, well, you're tweeting for yourself, you're tweeting for the company, or, what, you know, you have to be careful, I guess, um, about what your intentions are, uh, as you describe them, but, um, well, this would be an example, maybe tweeting isn't for your company, I, I don't know, you have to con- Think about it, right? You have to. It's a legal issue if you're working for a big company. Here's one because uh, he goes through ten of them. But the second one is, or the um, you think Twitter is a social media strategy? It's a tactic, a tool, not a strategy. I want you to comment I on totally that. I totally agree with it, that. It, it just, works it's... if you already have an online following who, who will view your tweets as a way to interact with your company on a human level. I think that tweeting, Twitter is just one tiny part of a much bigger marketing plan. So I think that we need to be thoughtful about what's the big plan and how is Twitter serving that plan. So, which is okay, and that's important. And I don't think everybody, many, 
many of those who are tweeting don't do that. They see it as a strategy rather, as with, and this is what you're saying, it's a tactic and a tool and a bigger plan, but it's not necessarily the strategy of how you're going to generate business for your company on its own just by tweeting. Exactly. It's not. It's just like any marketing tool. There's no one thing that's the magic bullet. Tweeting is not the magic bullet, but it's part of the process. Like I said to you um, on the break that I had a friend that's just started following me on Twitter, um, and she, do- she doesn't understand the big picture of how it can help her or why she would even do it, but it did lead her to a link on my, your website that had her listen to our show for the first time ever. So, so that's, that's a an example great of example of how, how tweeting works, but it's not – you wouldn't do that for you – you can't get all your listeners that way. No, but you know what? Go ahead. Keep tweeting. Get them to listen exactly. to the show. Exactly. Of course. But it's not like it's just one piece I'm of the I'm done with this. Plan. I'm not going to tell you why not to tweet after that one. Exactly. So I think that if you're going to tell me that we shouldn't be tweeting, which I don't think you're really saying it. You're saying corporate America is saying – there's an article that says don't tweet. But that's like going totally against um, the norm and the flow of – the generations that are creating this great product. Just think about it as always, and this is kind of the wrapping up the show with this because we've got a couple minutes left. I mean, you just have to be aware of what you're doing, how you're using it, whether it's Twittering or, or you know, tweeting or using Facebook or uh, it's just, you know, don't get into the all or nothing thing. Just exactly. be aware of what you're doing and how you're using the tool. Exactly. You've got it. Did I get it? Yeah, I totally agree with that. that it's okay, got... so keep tweeting and telling everybody to listen to the show. That's all I have to say. <laughs> no worries, I will. That's really important. Uh, okay, my dear, I think we have reached the end of our hour. Um, I, as always, I could keep talking to you. Um, and um, I'm Catherine Zox, and you've been listening to The Catherine Zox Show with Lauren Beller-Blake. Um, you can go on to let's, well, both our websites, right? Absolutely. What website do you want them to go to? You've got so much stuff out there. Uh, I would go to LaurenBellerBlake.com. LaurenBellerBlake.com, CatherineZox.com. I have to update my website. I, my information is a little bit old, but... Uh, <laughs> Which dates you. You don't want to be old. Yeah, I don't want to be old. Nobody wants... How not to act old. You can listen to the show. It's archived. VoiceAmericaVariety.com, Catherine Zox, Lauren Beller-Blake. Hope you had a great time today. And we'll see you next week. I'll see you then. Bye. hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Catherine Zox Show. You can listen live every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America channel. Want to know more about Catherine? Visit her website at www.catherinezox.com. Be sure to join us next week for more interviews and great conversations with Catherine Zox. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff, and management.